Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, been with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we have um, a great one coming at yes. you. We have DC, the Brain Supreme from Tag Team. And you might remember him from, whoop, there it is. The biggest yes. hit. I mean, it, it was so huge. It and, uh, was everywhere. You had to be almost uh, a hermit. To not know that song. I don't care who you were. Yeah. What, what I think. It, it was at every sporting event. <laughs> I can remember back then. Yeah. And, you know, I think we need something like that again mm -hmm. today because I think that that brought all races together. Mm -hmm. And I think we need that today. And, yes. and you know what, DC, the Brain Supreme, welcome to the show. Yes. We're excited okay. to have you. I'm so happy to be here. This is, this is good. Know, I'm like, we need something like that again in this day and time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, trying to manufacture something like that, you just can't do it. It's, that's, right. it. that's why, you know, it's, it, it still works because right. I don't know why. It's just, I've been blessed and, you know, it just works. It just really does. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful that I've been able to still make money off a song that I made when I was a kid. <laughs> Right. <laughs> now, I, I am a seasoned, mature man. <laughs> did y'all write that song? Wrote it, birthed it, loved it, uh, massaged it, everything. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's an original song we mm -hmm. did in 1992, and um, it was just another song we made. And this one just happened to blow up, so it was no special sauce or no method or it was just another song and the stars lined up and it just and worked. You are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it's funny that you say uh every you know you had to be a hermit not to know. It's like every every blue moon I'll come across somebody where, you know, because I never tell anybody that I do that, but yeah. right, right. If it arises, I well I made a song back today called Womb There It Is. You ever heard of that? And maybe one out of 10,000 people be like, no, I've never heard of that. And then it's like oh, a yeah. mission to be like, wait a minute, really? <laughs> <laughs> and they probably well, heard it in 93, right? <laughs> but I, I, I can understand how that happens sometimes because it's just, you know, we, we all have different lives and, you know, it just it can happen, but it's just weird when it does because it's like, really? Really, dude? You just, <laughs> you just don't remember, right? It's like, yeah, it, it, yeah. I want to dig deeper, but out of respect, I don't do that. You know, it's, yeah. it's not yeah. about that. It's about what exactly. you have going on right now. So it works yeah. out well. It works out well, but it's you good. know, for entertainers, it's been a tough season right now we're in. Oh, it has. Um, so how has COVID affected you and what you do? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through that? Well, I can tell you that, um, excuse me. I can tell you that for me, COVID, this COVID uh, situation probably, it changed my life, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, how can I say? It forced me, it forced everybody to do the same thing at the same time, which is stop. Right? <laughs> That's so true. Everybody mm -hmm. had to stop and figure out what it was that they were doing, what it was that, mm -hmm. um, you know, why am I doing this? Who am I with? Whatever. It just made you reevaluate everything, right? And for me, yeah. yes. 
it was a chance to reinvent myself. I'm like, can't do any shows. Can't, what are you going to do? You ask the question to yourself, what are you going to do? And, um, I went back to voiceovers. I said, I can do that right here with a microphone, right Mm -hmm. in my little room in my comfortable chair, safe from everybody. And they're always going to make advertising. So I, I went back and heard, you know, every acting class, every voiceover class I record. Mm-hmm. And just went over, archived everything, and just listened to my ten year old, ten year ago self. Yeah. Uh, cringed, was heartbreaking because I had to listen to a person ten years ago who didn't get it right. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I could whoop there it is my way through everything, and yeah. when uh, you take on something yeah. serious. You have to you have to be open and you have to understand that everything isn't about your tenacity or everything. You know, it's yeah. like if you're yeah. the engine could be revving and you look outside, but you're not moving because you're stuck in mud. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I thought it was the coaches. I thought it was everybody other than me. Wow. And I went back and listened to it and it was heartbreaking, but it was exhilarating at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And then I went ahead and just started filling in the holes and just really um, strengthening my weaknesses Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. getting it. And everything made sense. And I started booking. And I, I mean, I was always booking, but that was what I chose. And I got good at it. And then that just gave me the inspiration to say, hey, you got to get good at everything that you want to be good at because if you're sitting, if people are sitting around waiting for it to come back the way it used to be, <laughs> you're going to sit around, you're going to be sitting around waiting for it to come back the way it used to be. They never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from the, uh, the, the 09 crisis. Like people lost their manufacturing jobs and everything. And they were like, it's going to come back. And everybody's waiting for it to come back and it never comes back. And then you're mad. But yeah. then it's like, you got to see, I've watched that and I'm like, that won't happen to me. I'm always going to keep pressing. I'm always going to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to stay aggressive. Right. And it just, I'm just like that. And I shot two movies during this pandemic. Oh, wow. uh, Booked several commercials, booked uh, other TV shows and then Geico. Right. And Geico has been the catalyst for me to learn so much other th- other stuff, right? That mm-hmm. puts me in a position to create my own pension plans now because uh-huh. I have a different perspective on things because, yeah. of, mm-hmm. because of COVID. And it's interesting because, you know, I'm about to get on the plane after this and go to Denver and get a shot because my brother's a doctor. So he's like, better come on. I got like four shots yeah. left, so I'm gonna go get, you know, go get it back. Because we, <laughs> right. we're gonna have to do it anyway. But I'm just gonna yeah. go ahead and do it. I'd rather do it with somebody I trust, sure. and um, it, it and just get ready for what comes my way. So you know, I, we started this show January 3rd of 2020, so yeah, a few months before. Christmas. Really? Wow. And, and our and our all our. Our original plan was to do maybe 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, we'd be able to great platform. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happens. And I told Sandy, you know what? We've got 
our time to shine here. You know, yes. all these artists and entertainers and all that, they're going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. So we stepped it up. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year. Really? <laughs> In fact, we got wow. And, and we're doing uh, like some days we do too. Like we've got you today. And then at three o'clock, we got another person. So yeah, wow. that's crazy. <laughs> and we don't do that every day. But, yeah, yeah. But, 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 got, but this week we got 12 of them booked. So we do have tw two a day, six days. And, and it's ironic because that's why I do it because it's practice. Uh -huh. I get mm -hmm. to practice articulation. I get to practice okay. answering tough questions. I get to practice just creating a narrative that I want out there about the things that I'm trying to do. Right. And exactly. it just works. I mean, you know, I'll have something with Rolling Stone, but then I'll have something like you guys. Like I do it all because everybody's relevant, you know, and everybody, yeah. you guys might end up being the biggest podcast in history of the year for two from now. And because I did just show at the beginning, we got a relationship, right? It's like exactly. it's about forging relationships. Yeah, you know, we don't live far from you. We live, we're down in Savannah, Georgia. So. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh man, yeah. so it's just you know I'm up here in Atlanta, and it just yeah. it just works, man. It just people have to you just have to stay on offense, right? Yeah. And all that pain and suffering and mat, you know, anger and envy and fear. You just got to take it and ball it up and use it as pop. Just turn it into positivity, you know. Yeah. You can't let that really dictate how you live your life. You have to just move forward, and That's definitely you just mm -hmm. get you. You just try to gain more intellect. Try to make the right decisions. Try to pe treat people right. Treat people good, and keep it moving. No, you know it's just it's simple. So, I mean, that's me, and that's how I roll. And yeah. I have a ball doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm just having a ball. Just you know, read just working with Geico and the Martin Agency and uh -huh. just creating opportunities to keep continuing on with my acting and voiceover and just keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. That's like for us, you know, one of my ultimate dreams was to one day be a motivational speaker. Yeah. And and it was like we took a big detour on that, kind of put that on the back burner. But then now the show is kind of given us enough clout yes. to where we can kind of move into that arena. Because, you know, have you ever heard of, now I'm not talking about marriage speaking, but have you ever heard of a couple doing motivational speaking together? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm like, I mean, that's, that's, that's what my agent is pitching me for now, like motivational speaking, talk shows, <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh -huh. it, you know, I, I get with a group of people and, you know, we have experience, right? And to share those experiences with people and yep. talk to people about the things that I wish somebody had taught me when I was a young man, right? Yeah, exactly. All the pitfalls of life, pitfalls of the music industry, pitfalls of whatever. Mm. And people appreciate it because they, especially if you come at it at a different angle and a different way that everybody else is doing it, right? Yeah. So it works out. Because that's our ultimate goal is to be on a platform to where we have like a Kelly Clarkson type show mm -hmm. um, out there eventually one day on TV. And then at the yes. same time doing motivational speech. I said, that would be mm -hmm. ideal. Because what I'm finding out is one fuels the other. They all work together, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. you've, you've created your own thing. And it's up to you to promote it in PR it to where mm -hmm. everybody buys into it. Yeah. And then, you know, because... You sit here and talk to people, and you learn more by talking to people. Exactly. Things I love doing that. 
Yeah, I love doing it too. You figure out things in your head. You figure out lines that work that hit people a certain way, mm-hmm. and it just works out, you know. And I mean, the whole Geico thing was all training, right? All the yep. training, all the classes I went to kicked in. And because I'm a trained actor and I prepare, that's where the nuances that make the commercial special come from, you know, the oh, spin right. and scoop or the sprinkles. I never said sprinkles, but it was an improv thing where I'm yeah. mimicking LeBron James at the scorer's table throwing right. up the chop. Oh, okay. But sprinkles instead, right? Because yeah. I know kids yeah. love sprinkles, right? <laughs> and that, yeah. that has ended up being the thing that I have to live down. Everybody loves the sprinkles part. And it's just <laughs> cool. You know, it, it's crazy. I mean, just every little part of that. Because, you know, my father used to make us our own ice cream. He would uh, yeah. ingredients, put it in the cylinder. We had an old school. And me and my oh, brother okay. would crank. Yeah, to mm-hmm. five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes. You got ice cream, right? Like, wow. yeah. I wanted to bring that essence to the commercial, right? Yeah. And yes. kids love that commercial. And I'm just yes, proud of just one loves that commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and sing that song. <laughs> if it stopped now, we've kind of had the perfect career because you started with Womb and ended with a Geico commercial. Nobody even cares about what happened in the middle, <laughs> right? It's just, it, 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 it's, it's perfect right now. And that has made me very, very satisfied. So, and you know, you're talking about what led to that kind of, kind of with us too. You know, when we look back, you know, for years, you know, us type person where Sandy and I would be out and about, and because we've been married over 18 years now, mm-hmm. and I would end up in a conversation with people, and she would know two, three minutes in that conversation if it got any into it we're there 60 minutes she'd get so oh, mad at yeah, me so many times we're there 30 60 minutes and i did that thousands of times in our 18 years and we laugh now because we're like that was training ground for what we do <laughs> yes it was yes yes i mean it it's it, it just you know that you're communicating with people and you know that you're creating value as well Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're giving advice, you're talking about people's experiences, you're hearing other people's experiences, you're learning from them, they're learning from you, and you just keep it as positive as you can. Even if even if I there's somebody talking to me and I know they don't know what they're talking about, I'm still listening because <laughs> you just never know. They right? Yeah, everybody. They can say a hundred things of crap and then that one thing is the thing that yeah. can help you be better, you know, be a better man than you were yesterday, right? So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. you know, women always say, you better learn how to listen, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. better listen. And that's, that's, that's what I've done. So I just try to listen to people and, you know, just continue on and, and just mm-hmm. keep it fun, right? Just keep yeah. it fun yeah. and work my butt off. And exactly. just, just, you know, I don't want to leave this earth saying, I wish I had to did this. I wish I yeah. had to did that. Yeah. Right. I want to, exactly. there's a couple things I have left that I want to do and I'm going to do them. Period. And, you know, the Geico commercial dropping on me, that makes all that p- more possible quicker. Right. So, yeah. yes. but you got to be ready when those opportunities come and this Most is all definitely. preparation mm-hmm. for it. So we might not be able to do shows, but in the span of a month and a half, I've learned how to be 
a PR agent in the span of a month and a half. I mean, I've learned SEO websites, the whole nine. I learned how to be self-sufficient in everything that I do, Mm -hmm. uh, where people can contact me. I lay breadcrumbs all over this earth so people can find me because that's the key. I mean, Geico found me the the same way because I left breadcrumbs. Yes. I got got another phone, the Womp There It Is phone. It's (laughs) It's on the website. You can call from your phone. They called me on that phone, but I didn't answer. But because I lay good breadcrumbs and all my profiles are filled out correctly for acting, they found you know IMDb, which, ah, which is yeah. where all the actors are, and mm-hmm. called my agent. And my agent called me and like, Geico wants to use you guys in a commercial. You book for a Geico commercial. I was like, I didn't oh, wow. audition for wow. that. That's amazing. I didn't audition for that. And I was like, wait a minute. They want to use us in a Geico commercial. Exactly. And then that was just a good chance to solidify the bonds with my agents because I let them work the deal. Mm -hmm. And then everything was beautiful. And it's just been a good ride ever since. So we're just uh, blessed. And, you know, I'm I'm, like I said, I'm acting movies the whole nine. This this is this is uh, this is, you know, a lot of hosts, they always talk about all the stuff that you've talked about, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always like to go the other way because mm-hmm. nobody does that. Um, and someone, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, the glory of like when y'all were on top of the world. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the struggles, the tears that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level in entertainment. And mm-hmm. I always want to talk about that side of it. I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I wanted to go and get your thoughts on that. Um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything has to change. She goes, you no longer own your life. Everybody around you kind of owns a piece of your life, whether you'd like it or not. She goes, your friends and relatives never understand. They invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to, to weekends, to getaways. But when you're in that grind mode at the beginning of your career, you, you have to say no to everything because you have to say yes to everything music is. You have to live it pretty much 24-7 if it's going to be that career. But then mm-hmm. she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about the sacrifice and the pitfall side of it. Everybody's experience is different. I mean, we're in a, we were in a 20 year lawsuit, right? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So those two wow. record companies, the, the first record company went bankrupt. So then another record company bought it out of bankruptcy. But then the first record company, there's there's a part of music which is called publishing, mm-hmm. which are the rights, and the rights yeah. have got split. And the new publishing, the new record company, stole the rights from the old record company. Oh wow! wow. So they're battling for twenty years and using us as pawns, like tearing us, trying to you know just really trying to use us to so each side could win. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not doing nothing with either one of y'all, right? I <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys bloody yourselves, right? And yeah. It was just, uh, you know, I, I'm i just a different dude. I draw strength from stuff like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I became a paralegal. 
instantly because I'm going to find all the discovery. I'm going to find out the cases. I'm going to find out what happened to that record company, that record company, and just have it ready because I know I'm going to have to go to court one day. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is that the record company that bought it ended up losing because they did steal it not steal it, but they bought, they got it with not the right, they didn't do it the right way. The court found that they didn't didn't do it. They, you know, that, that's not that you can't do that. And Mm -hmm. so they're like, well, if we go down, y'all going down. So that's when I had to fight, but I was prepared. Mm -hmm. I was prepared and found great lawyers and they were just, they ended up being, they were fans. They were like, we got you. (laughs) Not for free, but we, we're gonna we're gonna do whatever we can do to help you, and tore their mouth out, <laughs> right? Went down there and gave them different scenarios, and they were all like, they just thought we were gonna be pushovers, and it was like, you know, we got through it, and you know, we won the war, yeah. but you know, in war, you're gonna come home, you lost, you lost a leg. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear out of one ear. You lost the eye. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's yeah. there's, right. there's uh, you're gonna have some damage done, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But you know that recently happened in 2017. It was over. So now, because yeah. wow. you know that started, that stopped our career. But uh, I continued on, right? Because I've always yeah. been a DJ. Yeah. I was a licensed commodities broker. I'm always doing other things. I learned how to do SEO, learned websites, learned how to, uh, you know, learn voiceover. Now I'm an actor. So I've done things that. I'm all, I've always been self-sufficient, right? Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, you still have to be con. You know, I've always had a career because we, we do shows. So yeah. I ended up learning how to be a booking. <laughs> and I learned all these things by joining organizations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, like, booking shows, it was like all the booking agents were like, well, you know, they weren't taking, taking us serious. Like, you got one wow. song. Mm-hmm. But when I joined the organization, which is a international buyers, mm-hmm. international mm-hmm. entertainment buyers association, I went to their convention. That's all the buyers. That's oh, wow. the hard rock cafes. That's the everybody mm-hmm. who buys the entertainment and started networking with them. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we're doing shows. And oh, wow. it might be a show for the ice capes, for a rodeo, for a casino, oh. for you. It's there's so much in entertainment that you can do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't we we've been torn for a minute. And because I was tenacious about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then um uh same with PR. I joined the organization and jumped on a Skype, not a Skype, but a Zoom mm-hmm. and asked the question, hey, are press releases still relevant? And, and they're like, well, what are, they, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm kind of in a Geico commercial <laughs> called School. Mm-hmm. There it is. And they were like, and I'm looking at the chat, and it was like, no, really? And then it was like, I love that commercial. My kids love And then it just, I kind of took over the Zoom. And oh, all wow. those ladies <laughs> gave me the game. They say, you go to this site, you go to this site, this is how you get to journalists, this is how you do all the podcasts. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Press releases are back because it was somebody from, I think, Google, Google's PR yeah. people that, ever, you know, if they bring in special guests and you just pick their brain, she was like, they're very relevant. And I dropped a press release last Thursday, mm-hmm. 4,000 outlets through Newswire and got picked up by 300 
300, wow. you know, entities. Yeah. So now that's 300 wow. links back to my website, which gives me the juice. That's the engine for any other website that I build because yeah. the authority uh-huh. is so high, right? So right. that's all me. That's all just not giving up and being tenacious. So you ask the question, what are the pitfalls? I think depending on who you are, for me, it only made me stronger. It only gave me more resolve. It only made me, you know, it wasn't, you know, I didn't get angry. I'm like, first of all, you have to get over the fact that you didn't do things the way you should have done it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then that's taking responsibility as a man. Mm-hmm. I take full responsibility right. for it. I was wrong and it was just jacked up. You know, you uh, know you're making somebody money for somebody else or paying off a bill or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's not right. But you have to put that to the side and you have to say, how can I make this? How can I make money mm-hmm. off of something that is not going to die? Right. Yeah. Like I've been yeah. blessed with a song that's going to be around forever. And it's up to me to be innovative enough and tenacious enough to figure out a way to make money off of it yeah. and not cry, not cry over the spilled milk. You know what I mean? So yes. once I got over that part of it, which was like early, I've always, I've always been happy. I've always chose to be aggressive as opposed to try to figure, you know, just dwell on the bad things about it. Cause there really is no bad thing about it. Cause I still get a royalty check. <laughs> right. That's, I still, that's a good thing. You know, that's a good royalty thing. Check that pays the bill. So it didn't happen. You know, I, I don't know what her experience was. Right. But she sounds like she's been through a little trauma and yeah. it didn't, it didn't serve her well. Right. So, it happens with everybody. Every artist yeah. goes through this. It's not yeah. nobody, yeah. some more severe than others, but there's artists that don't get nothing, that never got nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel blessed to even still be able to just to do, you what know, you love. do what I love. I can do what I love, go where I want to go, do the things I like to do, and just uh, try to... It's probably almost better now because back then you probably couldn't go nowhere without being known. No, 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 because see, and here's another thing too. It if you act like a star, people are gonna treat you like a star. Uh, I never yeah. acted like a star. I was always me, right? Uh, so uh, even if yeah. people were starstruck, they were tripping because they're like, he's just so cool. They don't, got, <laughs> they don't have no security. You know, we, don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have security, we don't have entourages, we go, we do what we gotta do and we leave. Yeah, and yeah. because the song is so much bigger than us, it just you know, it has just never been a problem. And then even now, like now, if we didn't all have masks on, everybody would know. But we have masks on, so I can still be, <laughs> I can still be, you know, I can still still live my life, right? Because I'd rather yeah. live my life being a regular person than, you know, be a star and everybody recognize me and. I, I understand, but I have I've led a good life, and if I want people to know it, I can drop it, yep. and they'll know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but yeah. this right here is the first time people get to put a face with the song. Yeah, first time yeah. in like thirty, almost thirty years, right? And that is special because yeah. now, so all the generations that grew up loving the song, from the kids, from kids, Bob, just all this, because all these songs have been remade 
on kids' albums, right? Right. So yeah. Kids' boppers for oh, wow. preschoolers oh, yeah. and kindergarten. So you got a whole generation of kids that grew up knowing what Wound There It Is was, but not really know who it was because they were doing a dance to it and getting wore out <laughs> in elementary school because, so they could go to sleep at nap time, right? That's, yeah. how, mm-hmm. that's what they used it for. Then you had Go Noodle, which is like, the you know, recently, and then all these kids love that song. And then here comes a Geico commercial. And those are the guys that did it. And they're wow. having fun and oh, they're wow. throwing ice cream and sprinkles everywhere. So cool. And right? you know, speaking and, and you know, speaking yeah. of kids, we always have our nine year old come on and ask a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna go get him. I'll go get him. All right, cool. Because we, we are a family affair show. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> 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 you know? That is hilarious. Oh my you know, gosh. And it's I like funny because, you know, it's funny because everybody gets surprised about this part of it. And we love, and, and, and there are times where we're watching a Facebook live of an artist we just had on and mm-hmm. they talk about our show. They all always say, Oh, and I got to talk to little Chris and, and we're like, he's the one. No, not us. That's funny. <laughs> so he's our secret sauce as we say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you guys have a really cool show. Like, See, but you see how you see how you just you find things and see different things and just how life can be, mm-hmm. right? If you don't take it too serious, yeah. you know. Oh, we love to have fun, and and you we know, did. I never imagined having you know when we first started this show, it was a country music interview show. That was what that was the really? plan, yeah. And it expanded from there, and I never imagined that because we we had yeah, our, our base. Like was that. in Nashville. So yeah. we had a lot yeah. of Nashville contacts. So that's where we started. Next that's thing amazing, you know, man. now Dad, we've got Atlanta contacts, LA yeah. contacts, New York yeah. contacts. We're sitting here like, we never imagined all the contacts we have across the yeah. world right now. Yeah. And my, <laughs> and father, uh, my father was born in Nashville. He's from Nashville. So I know oh, wow. Nashville well. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Hi, DC. Who is this we're talking to? My name is Christopher. So, Chris, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. So, what's your favorite food? Oh my gosh, don't start that. <laughs> don't start that, Chris, because now I got to go down this rabbit hole of how I lost 100 pounds and I do keto and my favorite food. Hmm, my favorite food, probably. Let me think. My favorite food, pizza. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say, don't, don't, you're not going to get me to say ice cream. It's not happening. Okay. You got, you got his favorite sausage, pepperoni, pizza. That's my favorite food. <laughs> That's exactly that it. Exactly really? Wow. <laughs> I think that is cool. Yeah, man. There's nothing that tastes better than that sausage, real Italian sausage, real pepperoni, real mozzarella cheese, nice <laughs> sauce, good crust. Nothing tastes better. Sound good? Yes. <laughs> oh, he's got one more question. He's got one more okay. question. So, uh, on, what's Chris. your favorite TV show? Hmm. Oh, okay. So, right now, it is uh, WandaVision, mm-hmm. the Marvel uh, show. But before it was The Mandalorian. Like, Mandalorian was just, see, we grew up watching Star Wars. So we're big kids. And so for me, it's the Mandalorian and WandaVision, which you probably have no clue what those are, right? I don't. (laughs) What did you think I was going to say? What's your favorite show? 
My favorite show is SpongeBob from Nickelodeon. Really? That's and he also fun. loves the little new show called Side Hustle on there. Yeah. Really? They got yeah. Side Hustle? Yeah. For kids? Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's called Side Hustle. It's a really yeah. cool show. In fact, we've had two. It's pretty cool that he, he likes people, so we reach out to their teams and we bring them on. All you got to do, this is, and see, this is what I learned from the PR thing. Nobody turns me away now, right? Like, you just have to learn how to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. You get in front of people, they're going to they're gonna deal with you, right? Especially if you, you know, especially if you just show people respect and are cordial and act like you got some sense. Everybody right. wants, everybody needs content. Everybody wants to talk to cool people. Everybody wants to be around cool people. So what better way to do it than what we're doing now, right? And exactly. it just, it really works well. But man, Christopher. You're really, you're a real interesting dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Ooh, you. There it is. Fine, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Take care, man. <laughs> but yeah, when we first launched the show, it's like I want to make a family show, and he's been on pretty much every mm-hmm. episode yeah, for the most part. Much. And, and you know, we got a 23 month old little daughter that when she gets older, we plug in her in the show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm telling yeah. you that yeah. what you guys are doing is special. And oh, don't change it. You. Just keep doing it and just watch. I'm telling you because it, it it just it, it, it makes you feel good. I'm yeah. calm and I'm, you know, I was riled up earlier, but now I'm just like, this is cool. Okay, this, <laughs> this is so different. And, and, and you know, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Ultimate goal of the show when we launched was always to be just conversational, yeah. Yeah. Just, just like a couple guys getting together and just talking. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The conversation. Yeah, because I mean, it, and, it, and there's so many different types of interviews. Like I, I just finished one, mm-hmm. and um, it was more of a standard interview, but it was cool too. Right. But then yeah. I do them like where they ask one question. And I pretty much just run, right? <laughs> wow. And mm-hmm. and I can tell the same story 120 times, right? So they're like, well, how did you get started? And I already know the questions they're going to ask. And by the time I finished, right. I've answered every question that they wanted, wanted to answer. So <laughs> it just, it, it just you, you gain the ability to really be able to talk to people, to see how they're feeling, to see what the vibe is in the room. Even these little squares, we can figure out the vibe and what's going on, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. it just works out. It just, it just, I just, this is just so much, this is so much fun to me because it just makes sense, right? And you, yeah. get, you get to see different people. You get to, I do all the podcasts. I do everything. I don't turn anything down. Oh, wow. Um, I wanna, because great. I like that challenge, right? I like yeah. the challenge yeah. of talking to people who don't look like me or people who don't agree with me or people who don't talk mm-hmm. like me or people who like me too much. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who ask me questions, who try to set traps for me. Like I like all that because mm-hmm. you just learn, you learn how to deal with life. You know, you learn how to deal with people. And I've always been good at it because I've been a DJ, right? I drive uh, the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I drive the bus. So I've been around people all my life. So they're like, you don't feel Cooped up, I'm like, I'm enjoying this because I've always been around people, right? Yeah. And now I get to yeah. just live, live out my days just chilling. And it just, I, I I, couldn't be happier. But I do see how people go crazy, though. 
(laughs) 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 Because there are times where I've dealt, you know, you, you, there are times during this pandemic and it might be brief, but it might, it might be two minutes where you just like the world of the weight of everything hits you. Oh yeah. yes, absolutely. And you can feel you can yeah. feel your mind slipping, just not slipping all the way, but you can feel yeah. your mind panicking. Right. right, exactly. In a panic state, like what? What is what's gonna happen? What am I gonna do? What you know? Hmm. But then you snap out of it, like I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to go in here and eat and gain back more weight. Because I'm in a pandemic, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, between, a between having a nine-year-old, a twenty-three-month-old, and yeah. this show, we don't have time to even think about being depressed. You know, yeah. but that's but that's that's the key. You stay busy, yeah. right? Stay busy. But there's always a time in the day. Like for me, I'm up at four o'clock, and then around oh, no. six, seven, I start winding mm-hmm. down, and that's when my mind starts going. Right? Oh, like, yeah. okay, so uh, what? What yes. are we doing? What are you going to do? Why is this like this, man? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen? And and, and mm-hmm. but you you realize that you just put in the whole day's work to get to yeah. your goal. Yeah. Just relax and be happy because there are a lot more people who are in a lot worse situation than you are. Oh yeah. yes, you, you've oh, been you you've been raised by two beautiful parents. You have never not known love. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful yeah. for the mm-hmm. blessings that you, you know, my parents, my parents made me work when I was six years old. My mom used to make me shuck peas and stem collard greens and all the dirt work, right? Uh, Clean right. chitlins, the whole nine, right? And then wow. I'd have to rake the leaves. But then I was like, hmm, I can make money doing this. Let me do, do uh, Mr. Grant's next door. Mr. Grant, you need your leaves, right? Yeah. All right. How much is going to cost me? Don't worry about it. I got you. And I ended up getting more than what I've, I really would have asked for because you give what you want first. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Denver, Colorado. And then it was snow. We were the only family in the neighborhood that had a snowblower. So I was in the whole neighborhood. Right. <laughs> and then two weeks later, they were like, hey, boy, come here. And they $20. Right, because you give what you want first, and it's yeah, always yeah. worth one. I had a paper route, you know what I mean? Like I've always, I've all, I've never been scared of work, so I'm gonna be all right because I'm never scared to work. So it just works. It, I keep deep. saying it works out, but it does. And and, you know, I've always told people that if you got kids, I think if you could teach them how to sell, teach them Mm -hmm. how to speak in front of groups, and teach Mm -hmm. them and teach them how to negotiate, there's Mm -hmm. nothing they can't do. And don't matter how bad times get, they'll be wanted. Yeah, you You teach them how to work, and you make them work, and they might start crying, but you just make them work. (laughs) I'm so grateful that my mom used to make me wash windows on Saturday. Like why am I washing? Uh, yeah. And she taught me how to iron and made me wash clothes and taught mm-hmm. me the proper way to wash. Like I'm a self sufficient person because she taught me all those things, right? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah, I end up teaching women how to do stuff that they, you know, you would think that they would know how to do, but they don't, right? And it just, yeah. it just, um, I'm grateful. Like I said, I've never not known love, and that yeah. means something in life, right? And it does. So, so that's why I try to give, you know, like I said, I just try to tell people and lead them in the right way and then tell them in a different perspective because everybody's kind of regurgitating the same thing. And in perfect example, I did a uh, 
Zoom with a bunch of DJs. And the first question was, DC, man, why are these young kids always messing up hip hop? And why can't we go back to the old school and those fun times? Why can't we? I was like, first of all, you you can never hate on young. Don't hate on young people for being young, right? Yeah, you were one young. I'm like, you don't even see, and everything progresses. Yeah, and you don't even see that you have something that they'll never have. You've got experience, so you just I I know what they do, but that don't means I have I have to do what they do. But I know what they do. Put it in my toolbox. And then if I have to use it, I can put it with my experience, which ends up being a whole new ball of wax that's exactly. yeah. mold and shape into something that's new and innovative. Yeah, because you, you know, because what frustrates me is you know we're big country music fans, and you hear a lot of the country music fans. Oh, why can't we have Johnny Cash and all that? And I have to tell them, do you even realize that when Johnny Cash? Was Johnny Cash when he first came that, out? That the the people around that time said he was going to destroy country music the same exactly. way you're saying these new ones are going to yeah. destroy. destroy. Uh, yeah. like, country music has evolved and it has every decade. Yeah, all yeah. music and all, all music does. And it's like, yeah. why is it's not for you to like? You're older, you're more mature, you have different things to like yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Right? From a different Why are you trying to still be a kid, right? You have different things to like now. And then they were all laying down and just laying around. They just thought, I guess, it was going to be another artist interview where they just asked them questions and it's just kind of <laughs> But then I was like, you know, they're like DJs and they're like, we, well, there's no jobs out here anymore. I was like, yeah, there are. There's always a job. I said, people still getting married. Mm-hmm. I said, they you are, can check yeah. every church, every local registry. Find out who's getting married and be their DJ. You're not yeah. gonna make as much money, but that's a new business, right? Yeah, it is. And when it comes back, everybody's gonna be getting married, and you'll be yeah. you, you. The clubs aren't gonna come back like they used to be, but marriages, you can have four or five weddings in a week, in a weekend, or a week, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cruise ships need people. You know, not yeah, that you true. might want to do that. I mean, there's opportunities. There are ways to do it. Everywhere. Yeah, there's ways. But if you're sitting waiting for the same thing to come back, you're you're blinded, right? You these are all opportunities to just switch it up and do something different. If you got a dream, you know, this this is the first time in my lifetime, I'm pretty sure you guys too, where we are all in the same boat and this is truly yeah. survival of the fittest. We are it is. we are in the Serengeti. It's really here. survival of the mentalist. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. I mean, because you can, That's I can true. go and do the same things I used to do just with a mask. But yeah. I've been yeah. rolling with masks forever because I'm always on airplanes. Yeah. Oh, I was tired yeah. of getting sick, right? So it's like, if I'm on right. a plane, I'm wearing a mask if I'm if it's packed. Mm-hmm. So that, That's smart. I, I, I was always doing it because a guy sat next to me, he apologized to me. He's like, man, I'm sorry for wearing a mask, man. Like you ain't gotta apologize for me. This was like years ago. Oh, wow. like, my, my my wife is just tired of me coming home sick, getting everybody sick that. all the time, yeah. right? And she said that's why I do it. So I just want to. I was like, hey, dude, just don't put me on game. Like I I, yeah. I understand it totally what you say, what you're saying, and you know I I was already doing it, so it wasn't that really really that big a deal. Now you still can maneuver. You still can do the. I still mm-hmm. the only thing I really did was do was go to the gym. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's I could do it with a mask now. And it's like, I don't go to clubs. I've done all that. 
Yeah. I'm not right. doing some of the same things that I did when I was 20 something. Right. But right. because of who I am, I'm kind of always going to be a bachelor. And it just, it's just that way. I love it has that. nothing to do with what I've done. It's just, it just happens to end up being that way, but I don't mind. Right. It's like, right. that's why they call them ambassadors. Cause there are people who are that. <laughs> right, so it's and, not you know, and you know, we could go yeah. all day long. We don't want to take up much more of our time, and we do have another interview coming up. In a few yeah. Minutes. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, because so, um, we'll be on here till seven o'clock. I promise. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, we we <laughs> so tell everybody how they can reach yeah. out to you. Mm-hmm. So because I do search engine optimization and I lay great breadcrumbs throughout this earth, um, all you got to do is type in DC Glenn, and you'll find me. Love it. See, and that's you know, the key. You got to be found. If you can't be found, you're, you know, why my business working? If you put in the Christmas Candy show, we're everywhere. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> you lay the breadcrumbs and people like, wait a minute. Okay. And then they find you. And then, like I had, a guy's like, what? Uh, I'm a fan and I got tons of fans. People want to write you guys. What's the email? What what fan email do you have? And I was like, oh, well. Yeah. I asked my friends, like, what what should the fan email be? Fans or fan mail? <laughs> and it's like, nope, don't call it fans. Don't say, don't you don't want them to think that they're fans. I said, uh-huh. I got it. Party people at tagteambackagain.com. Uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. And great way to end the show. And, and yeah. you know, we, yeah. we really enjoyed Yeah, and I do apologize for and, the maintenance, and man. <laughs> or the, the, the person we'll that had. see what we can do about cutting that part yeah, out. Yeah, 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 definitely. If not, like, we can do this forward. again. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, we definitely look forward we to having you back. Okay, cool. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day, and I am out of here. Peace. Same